Well, hey, everybody, I, I would love to greet you and say happy, but the next word for many of us, uh, well, we have different words. Uh, so, so let me say, because of what equals what equals, happy Easter, which is actually Resurrection Sunday, and depending upon when you're uh, in celebrating this, it's weird to call it days, and so that's what this sermon is about, is that we would actually understand what in the world we're doing. And I know sometimes, but I go to church. I understand that. I've gone to church for a long time and many times had absolutely no clue what to do. So if you're brand new, glad you're tuning in. I want to especially those of you uh, TV online all over the world or wherever you're at, welcome for the first time, if this is the first time. I want to talk about, uh, I think we need to talk about going beyond religion when it comes to this, because this is a religious holiday. It, by standard, it is. Let's all admit that. It is a re- religious holiday, and, and many of us are like, well, I don't know if I want to be religious. I get that. Uh, so there is quite a few places in the Bible to talk about what we're celebrating. So let's just go, let's go there first. And, and Matthew 28, verse 5, Then the angel spoke to the woman, Don't be afraid. He said, I, I know you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. That's important if an angel says it. Uh, it wasn't faked. Okay, just... Uh, uh, he, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Uh, come see where the body was lying. In other words, there's proof behind this. Let's look at this. This is a big deal. So you can, again, find that all over the Bible, references to the resurrection, toward, toward Jesus dying and, and coming back to life. And if you'll allow a, a preacher's kid to admit something to you, fourth generation in a row, in theory, I'm supposed to have learned everything probably by the age of five. I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think I grew up a long time, not that I wasn't taught, it's just that I didn't listen, believing that Resurrection Sunday or Easter was significant simply because Jesus came back alive, which is something that I can't do, and that's just cool. It's, it's, it's wow. Most of us don't have stories of, oh yeah, see it all the time, all the time. Someone come back to life? No, most of us don't have those stories. It's a huge deal. So we celebrate it thinking that that's why it is. And I want to I combat that. In fact, I want to use an uh, uh, old technique called alternative history. Don't worry if you hate school. So did I. Uh, alternative history is this. It, it's basically uh, fiction, which is important. It's fiction based off of historical moments. However, instead of, uh, instead of using the, the right historical moments, they, they change the people and the events and the details. Uh, give you some examples. Uh, some people have done this with a TV show, Man in the High Castle. Uh, it's a show basically that says, like, hey, what if World War II was, was won by uh, the well, we call them the bad guys. But anyways, like, what was won by the other side? What would the world be like had that war ended differently? Uh, another one, in fact, sometimes in class they'll talk about this. Uh, what if the Southern, Southerners had won the Civil War? Now, I know some of you are Southerners. And you're like, we did. No, you didn't. Uh, anyways, uh, but, but what if that, what if the Civil War had ended differently? How would that affect the, like, now and, and, and play out because sometimes it's like, well, it'd be the same. No, it, it wouldn't be the same. You can go into really meaningful things like what if, what if no one had ever come up with barbecue? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You think the world's bad now. 
Uh, alternative history uh, brings up what if the Beatles had never played music? Would our music look differently and, and sound differently? And uh, You can look at your own relationships. What if you had never uh, gone to that school? Or what if you had never dated that person? Or, and some of you are like, well, it would have been significantly better. But listen, that's alternative history. That's when you begin to look at your life or other things around you and say, you know, what if it had played out differently? Where would I be now? How would I think now? What would I be doing now? Alternative history is a big deal. Because if you and I were to apply it to Resurrection Sunday or Easter, what if Jesus never died and came back to life? What if specifically he had been put into a tomb and that was the end of the story? Like, what if alternative history? And when I tell you this is not my idea, this is actually in the Bible. I believe an author uh, went this direction describing the resurrection. And so we're going to do this. Indulge me on this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14. And if Christ has not been raised... I mean, it sounds like alternative history. Uh, then all our preaching is useless, and your faith is useless. That's depressing. But that's alternative history. Uh, I like the message version of it, because I think it really... Anyways, same verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 14 out of the message. And face it, if there's no resurrection for Christ, everything we've told you is smoke and mirrors, and everything you've staked your life on is smoke and mirrors. That's in the Bible. That's an approach a writer, Paul, specifically talking about, like, what if Jesus never raised from the dead? So let's do this. Let's walk this out a little bit. If Jesus never raised from the dead, there's some things that we need to erase. One of them would be many of the hospitals that you and I know as the standard, at least in our nation, definitely across the world. Now, why do I say this? Because if you learn history and go back, you'll learn that many of hospitals, many healthcare by, it, by its nature, was designed by people saying, because of our love for Jesus Christ, we feel a calling to help people when they are physically in need. And so many hospitals, that's why you're like, oh, that's why it's called Saint whatever hospital. Or, but many hospitals, you would have to say, if, if Jesus never raised from the dead, Christianity would not exist. And many of the things founded on a love for Jesus and who he is, you'd have to erase like, uh, well, education. Not all of it for those of you like, oh, sweet, this is a good deal. No more school. Uh, and I get that. My kids were like, I like this. Uh, Education, specifically the university world in our nation, would be way different. Um, some of the original universities, when you'll know Princeton, Harvard, places like that. I don't know if you know why they started. It's not why they exist now, but why they started was actually to help others know who Jesus is and become disciples of Jesus Christ. That was the heart behind it. Now, again, we can lose our way. But what we know is those universities have and continue to dramatically affect the age educational system in our nation. So if Jesus never raised from the dead, 
our education system would likely look different. Uh, some of more obvious ones too, rescue missions. If you're not familiar with rescue missions, it's usually groups, places, buildings uh, who are sincerely trying to help folks who are homeless and literally just distraught and have literally at the, at the bottom don't have the food they need, the housing, the clothing, rescue missions, they're all over. And if you don't know where the majority of them come from who are funded by and ran by are Christians. People who decided that because of Jesus Christ's influence in their lives, they were going to care for the folks who desperately needed physical help. Orphanage. You would have to erase a majority of the orphanages uh, on our planet because the majority of orphanages have been started and are run by followers of Jesus Christ who are actually affected by a relationship with Jesus going, we got to care for people who do not have parents and orphanages got their beginning in those ways. You'd have to erase the majority of them. It's depressing. Uh, some of you aren't going to like this, and some of you are going to love this. <laughs> the United States of America. Now, I know some of you are like, David, we are, we are not a Christian nation. We are not founded on that. Well, let me share some history. This is not something I came up, the Mayflower Compact, which if you know your history, you know, was basically the, the agenda, the mission to why folks even came over here. Uh, whether they did it well or not, I'm not talking about it. I'm saying, here, here's what they said. For the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. We all have missions. We don't always do it well, but without Jesus Christ raising back to life, you could easily argue the United States of America would not exist. In fact, scholars have said this, not even followers of Jesus Christ, that we would mirror more 20th century China. This is why it's important to you, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, to resolve if Jesus came back to life or not. And it's got to move for you beyond, well, my religion says so, or my tradition says so, or beyond that, where I reject it because it's unlikely. You've got to lean in and say, man, did this really happen or not? There's more in the Bible, and we can make this more personal. Revelation 21.4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Do you not crave for that? A day when maybe you would wake up and the news wasn't telling you about the newest tragedy and the newest issue? Do you crave a day where you never have to talk about cancer ever again? Well, according to Scripture, according to Jesus, there is that. So if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, you have to then begin to backtrack. Well, what other things did he talk about regarding uh, the afterlife and all that kind of stuff? So you have to go after. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, uh, heaven is not an option for you and I. I'm not say, saying it's, it's gone or not. You, just, you and I can't go there. God's perfect. We cannot exist in the presence of God, the Almighty, perfect. Uh, so, so our option for heaven is gone if Jesus doesn't come back to life. Which means if, if heaven isn't an option for us, ultimate healing isn't an option for us. I really get frustrated when folks say that it's, uh, it's just like passive ways of consoling someone, saying that when they die, that they're no longer in pain. Um, if they're a follower of Jesus Christ, it's very true. 
If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, not only is heaven not an option, but ultimate healing, pain becomes the normal, the standard, the always. And then, I, I mean, I don't know, you're, many of us are looking forward to reunions that would no longer be even a possibility. I mean, probably have been to a, a moment where like, hey, I can't wait to see my uh, so-and-so again in heaven. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, no. Just, I know it's bad news. I, I get that. But no, there is no reunion. You can make it even more personal. 1 Corinthians 15, 17, the writer keeps using this alternative history. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. So what does that mean? If Jesus hasn't been raised back to life, we're guilty of our sins. We're guilty of our sins, which means uh, there's no access to grace. Uh, there's no access to for, for forgiveness. In fact, life, life becomes basically built on um, your, how, how good you are. I put it here, if Jesus never raised from the dead, your good, your good has to outweigh your bad. <laughs> Yay, no. It's, uh, if Jesus doesn't raise from the dead because Jesus talked about grace and forgiveness going, hey, whatever you've done, whoever you are, wherever you come from, whatever you did last night, whatever you did last month, because of Jesus, Jesus said this, he, that he will forgive, he will pay the price, and he, he paid the price for us. It's a big deal, right? But if he doesn't raise from the dead, that means that all that he said there was actually a lie, which means you better be good. In other words, if life's a scale, you better be at 51% good or you're screwed. And none of us want to live that kind of life where we're measuring like that. And I would say we all actually lose. There is a system in place uh, all the way up to Jesus, uh, that, that would deal with sin. If, you're, if you've never been taught this, like, okay, so my good and the bad. And, and from the very beginning, um, sin was always told and said to be uh, deathly. That, that sin wasn't like, well, everyone sins. It's no big deal. It's always been a big deal. And so when you and I sin, uh, according to God and from the beginning, a death had to occur for our sins. Now, you might say, well, I don't like that. That seems extreme. I would disagree. I think you actually do believe this. You believe there's a cost to behavior. There's a cost to decisions that we make with each other. It's why I can't like uh, call you bad names nonstop over and over and then just say, I'm sorry. Eventually, you're going to be like, I don't think that you are. We, we actually intrinsically believe that there's a cost to behavior. And we've, it's, God's been saying it. So there's got to be a, a death. Blood actually has to be shed to cover, to, to pay for as payment for these sins. So for a long time, you would have to bring an animal, a perfect one, often even bring crops and basically let it all die, be killed, and offered as a sacrifice payment for your sins until Jesus. And that's why Jesus died, saying, I will do this for you. You don't have to do this anymore. But, but when I bring up alternative history, you have to wrestle with, well, if Jesus never came back to life, it means what he said about my forgiveness and paying the price for my sins. Oh, oh no. In fact, here, here, if Jesus stayed dead, uh, we can't trust what he said. He becomes a, and forgive me for saying this, but I think it's important to say it, a liar, a fool. He, he's not just a good moral teacher. Are we clear on this? 
He's, not, he's a guy that said, I'm going to die. I'm going to come back to life. After three days, he said he was the only way, the only access to God. He was it. No good moral teacher just says that because that's called crazy. Either you back it up or it's like, oh my, I don't want to be around you. This, it's a big deal. The, the author amps it up even more, and, he, and you need to hear this. 1 Corinthians 15, 18 through 19. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost if Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are, whew, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. It's all lost. So if Jesus doesn't come back to life, that means life is actually purposeless. Which if that's the case, that means perhaps the most meaningful word in life, hope. It's gone. That's alternative history. That's probably the most depressing Easter sermon I've ever preached to this point. And I know that. I understand that. I really do. My intentions aren't to bring you to such a low point where you're going. My intention is to help you understand that the resurrection is powerful for you and me. So the good news, and some good news, alternative history is not true. So if you want to, you can, you can now push everything I've, I've shared with you like, to the back burner. But hopefully you won't because hopefully now like showing you something that's untrue reveals how true true is and how powerful it is that, that, that you can begin to bring things back. 1 Corinthians 15, 20, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. But in fact, yes, it's true. Christ has been raised from the dead. Now I know uh, we live in a world where people say a bunch of junk all the time. And, uh, and we treat them like if they have a blog, they're a professor to us. Teach us whatever one, wise one. We don't even know who they are. If you've written a book, you're like, well, then you must know all that you need. I'll read it and live my life by whatever you said. It's dangerous. But when the Bible says, when the Bible says words like, but in fact, that was an era, meaning that if you said that and you were wrong, you were dead. It doesn't go very far after that. Lies were not transcendent. Lies did not last very long. The truth was a big deal. So you can begin to take words that I've erased and put them back up. Words like freedom, restoration, forgiveness. So if you'd like, I'd like to give you a better understanding of the resurrection. The resurrection is God's proof of purchase. If you want to know why we celebrate Easter, in fact, oftentimes churches celebrate Easter more than Good Friday where Jesus died. If you've ever wondered, and I hope you have wondered, or at least been at least a part of this, going, okay, Jesus died, Jesus came back to life. What's more important? And it seems like Jesus dying for me is a bigger deal because someone, the scripture even says, if a friend dies for a friend, that's a huge deal. Like, that's a huge deal. What, coming back to life, did he just not want to stay dead? What's the big deal? Why celebrate such a big deal? Why, why do that? Because if he doesn't, that means he was just a man. And if he was just a man, do not dare turn your life over to a human being like that. See, 
Sometimes we treat following God like blind faith. Hey, just, you know, you just got to trust. Just, just do it. Do you know that's not how Christianity was built? Do you know what it was built on? A bunch of people who saw a guy dead and three days later walking around. That begins to do something to you. That's like factual eyewitnesses. Like, what? That's more than celebrity. <laughs> That's more than I want your autograph. That's like, okay, whatever you said about anything, I don't care. I'm owning it. I am in on this. That, that's why the resurrection is such a big deal. It said, everything I've said is true. Anyone who had that kind of power to be dead and come back to life. That's where you and I, not in some hyperbole, not in some like idealistic sci-fi attempt to construct some sort of spiritualism that makes us feel good. It's like, no, a guy was dead, came back to life. What did he have to say? And that day locks in all the stuff he said where he is the way, the truth, and the life. That when you die, death doesn't have to be final for you. But death is so final for us in our minds that that doesn't even make a whole lot of sense. But according to Jesus, the guy who beat death, he said this, that when you die, if you are a follower of, of his, if you love him and are devoted to him, that when you die, it's like, what's up, God? Whoa, it's all real. That's why Easter is celebrated by Millions upon millions upon millions of people all over the globe. It's not to be religious. It's intended to say, I don't want death to govern me or any of my friends. I want what the Bible says about eternity. I would imagine you have moments in your life that you would love to erase and I can tell you what Jesus said. If you come to him and you share with him humbly that you believe he is actually God and that what he did on the cross paid your penalty for sins and by coming back alive, he proved, like purchase proved. You guys know what that is, proof of purchase. You ever, you ever been to Sam's Club? That's one of the most stressful places in, in my life. Anyone else feel this way? I mean, some of you are organized. My wife, like, she keeps these receipts forever. I don't know if I can keep it from the moment I'm handed. And there's a lady, a very kind lady, who wants to check my receipt and, and then look at everything I bought, which is very intimate to me and weird anyways. Like, I don't know they bought stuff and want you to all look at it. I don't know why that's weird. It just is. And, but, but you guys know proof of purchase. You know that there's, we even have these nowadays where someone says, prove to me that you paid that, that you are the one who bought that. The resurrection is God's proof of purchase saying, everything that was said is true. So this pushes us, this is why Easter pushes us, and we talk about this as a church all the time, pushes us in. Like, So what do I believe about the resurrection of Jesus Christ? If you want to know one of the most important questions in all of life for you to deal with and for others to deal with, what do you believe about the resurrection of Jesus Christ? And if you believe he rose from the dead, it probably means you also believe he died for you. But I think it pushes us into, maybe we don't, maybe we all haven't done that. Maybe we all haven't processed this. 
So that's why we've been doing a series as a church. Let's not get religious. Let's get into a relationship with God. And I think what he invites you is, would you like to spend eternity with him? He's the Almighty, and he's proved it. So, so let's do this. Would you, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I, I want to give you a moment with, with God that I think is very important. Uh, I don't want to invite you to become a more religious person or frankly, a, 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 a better person. But if you've never invited God into your life, maybe you didn't understand the resurrection, how it was proof of purchase. It was proof that your sins are forgiven, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that a life devoted to him, loving him, following him, that kind of life leads to eternity with him. If, if you've never engaged that or engaged it in the wrong way or did a long time ago and want to re Re-engage. Just maybe say something like this to God privately. It, it, not magic words, but something like, uh, God, I'm, I'm sorry for my sins. God, there's a lot of things in my life I would love to have erased. And I believe now that Jesus died for me to pay for all those sins. And that Jesus came back to life to prove he is who he said he is. So God, I turn my life over to you. Fill my soul. Cleanse me, God. I now walk with you, for you, and I'm about you. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.